The following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to their operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants' opinions and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcasted on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. Rachel's Roundtable. I'm your host, Rachel Stovall, your favorite community advocate. And as usual, I'm advocating for the health and well-being of this community. Man, we've got a good show today. Do you see me? I'm just aglow with excitement. So let's go in, meet our special guest, John, Dr. John Digert from Advanced Primary Care, Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. Wait till you find out what is going on with this and how you could use it in your life. All right, y'all, we going in. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm so delighted to have you. Yeah, Pinnacle is a, a great project that we started Gosh, it's been almost a year ago is when we did our soft opening. Mm-hmm. It'll be a year ago next month. And when we opened, uh, my co- co-owner and, and business partner, Dr. April Lynch, was on jury duty for a week. Like, it just happened to oh. be the exact same week oh, we opened. Oh, Yep. And, uh, yeah, and everything just, gets in the way when you're doing that new thing, doesn't it? Exactly. She couldn't. She tried to get out of it, but she couldn't. <laughs> Not very hard. And uh, then we just started with a handful of patients, but we've been growing ever since. So pretty exciting. So lovely. Sherry Brown is with us. Why don't you tell our audience what she does, too? Because we have folks tuned in by Facebook Live and also by Citrus and we just want to find out everything that's going on. Absolutely. Sherry Brown is a absolute superstar. She is our director of patient engagement. Okay. So she's really valuable to us from the clinical side of things. Um, but she is also a big advocate for our clinic out in the community and getting our name out there and letting people know what we're all about. When it comes to member engagement or patient engagement. It's all about making sure that we have a partnership with our patients. Because most of the decisions that you're gonna make that affect your health are not made by me, right? They're gonna be made by our patients. So it really is a partnership and that's, that's really what we try to foster. And Sherry is really great at making sure that our patients know what they need to be doing. Like if they're on a specific diet, for example, Sherry makes sure that the, that they know 
the specifics of their diet and that they feel comfortable with it. That's amazing because, you know, sometimes people who have renal failure or people who are diabetic get assigned things but don't really understand them, and doctor's visits are so short. So i got to tell you guys this. For those of you out there who aren't familiar with Pinnacle yet, Pinnacle is an insurance-free alternative for quality health care at wholesale cash pay prices. Now, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of people got laid off during the pandemic. All of a sudden, boom, you didn't have any insurance and weren't sure about what your answer with having a doctor would be. And uh, um, Medicaid, you know, sometimes you really have a hard time with that. So you need to tune in and share this with friends out there. If you're like, oh, my God, I need insurance-free, you know, medical care. You know, it's kind of like having a concierge doctor. I feel like this is, is you know, the sort of thing that the rich people get where you've got the doctor on call, but you don't have to pay the rich people prices. Yes, y'all. <laughs> well, that, that it's exciting. Medicaid extension is going to be running out here shortly. So Whoa. there's going to be a lot of people without insurance. So this is a great way for people to be able to afford good quality health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and primary care really is, you know, what we do. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of that front line hopefully guiding people to high-value care as opposed to the very expensive care that may not necessarily be appropriate at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's really what this, this membership is for. And then when it comes to the financial tool that insurance really is, you know, people think about that insurance card like it's keeping them healthy, just that little piece of plastic. But really all that is is something that represents a financial tool that protects people from a catastrophic financial hit when okay. they don't have insurance. Sure. Yeah. So, but our membership gets you to 85, 90% of what you're going to need uh, anytime that you seek out health care. Primary care really is the probably the foundation of a solid health care system. That's exciting. Well, I want to hear about you, Dr. Dykert. I, I just... Um, find it exciting that you would really not only set up this service, but be in the position of seeing people every day and taking care of them? I mean, is this something you had as an ambition since you were very young, or, you know, is it something you kind of moved into more as an adult? Tell us all about it. Well, that's a great question, and it is something that I moved into as an adult. Okay. You know, sometimes people will say, oh, ever since they were four years old, you know, they had the little Fisher-Price doctor cat, and they were going around treating their stuffed animals with it. That was really not my path. Um, All through my uh, school, through through high school, even the first couple years of undergraduate school, I was planning on being a songwriter, believe it or not. What? Yes, exactly. Wait a second. (laughs) Okay, this is going to be a good story. All right. Yeah, so that's what I was interested in at the time was basically music and sports. I had taken the science classes that I had been forced to take when I was in school, and I was able to get through them okay. Okay. Um, but, But that's really what I was interested in at the time. But it's funny how things change, isn't it? So when I was a sophomore in undergrad, um, my, my family adopted 
a young boy the day he was, or they they uh, were there for his birth. Yeah, uh, he was a special needs child um, from Greeley, Colorado. Um, needed to have a operation the day after he was born um, in order to correct a defect with his spinal cord. Um, And that is something that you you don't know for sure how it's going to turn out. You don't know whether they're not going to be able to walk when they get older because there's a lot of neurologic problems that can go below that defect. Oh. Uh, It's a condition called spina bifida. Okay. So... Uh, he was born and very carefully, uh, er- everything was, you know, situated so that he'd be stable for surgery. Sure. And this is a very highly specialized, high-level surgery that they were doing, and this is on a one-day-old baby. <sighs> and that surgery went well. I'm happy to say that uh, not only is uh, he up and walking around, he's also a really fantastic athlete. Okay. Um, it, he was in high school, and uh, he works construction and is just living his best life. So, But from the day that I saw those doctors uh, in operation, you know, saw, saw them doing what they did and the kind of impact that they could have on somebody's life, somebody that they don't even know, they just met that day. Yeah. That is what really started changing my mindset. Okay. And then I was like, I want to have that kind of impact when I grow up, you know? Yeah. So that's when I decided to shift over and become a biology major and chemistry minor. And then uh, after that, I went on to medical school in Kansas City and uh, decided to go into family practice because that's when I was going through my rotations. That, that is the specialty that seemed to fit what I enjoyed doing the most. Okay. And this is everyday interactions with people and the questions about the health and working to get someone healthy. It's relationship-based, which is the really nice thing about primary care and family medicine. And when I first came out, I was actually delivering babies and the whole nine yards out in, when I was out in uh, western Kansas, a little town called Colby. Okay. So, yeah, I was doing C-sections and and, uh, seeing the the newborns, uh, you know, through their well-child visits as they were getting older and all that kind of thing. So, and then I was also seeing uh, 100-year-old patients in the nursing home at the same time. So, it really was a neat, neat opportunity to be able to kind of see the whole scope of lifetime and be able to care for for people of all ages and through whatever kind of issues that they were having. So that was my first gig out of uh, residency. Okay. And uh, then moved to Colorado because I was interested in actually this model. And being in the healthcare system for those first, you know, handful of years, you know, three years in residency, my residency program actually did a really good job of explaining the business side of medicine. Okay. Because, you know, that's what we really uh, want to learn when we're medical students is how to bill and code properly, right? And cha- learn the, you know, several tens of thousands. No, y'all, no, that's not what we want to learn, but you learned it anyway. Well, have, haven't you ever been impressed by a doctor who could code really well? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think I think that I missed that part. I think I'm usually relating, you know, whatever hurts. And 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 these days, you know, I um lost my spouse last year. Look, if my pinky hurts, I'd be in a doctor's office like, "Look, my pinky. Can we check everything? Do we need to scan it? Do I have cancer?" I I ain't playing. I'm like, I'm trying to be live to 100. Well, good for you. Good for you <laughs> on 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 that and I and I'm sh- and I'm ho- I'm sure you'll make it. 
I can <laughs> just you, tell. Thank you. Exactly. Um, so yeah, no, that, that that's a that's a really. But they taught you point. the business side. They did, yeah, and and that's a really important point is that you go to the doctor because your pinky hurts or you have something that you want to get checked out and you want to make sure that you're taking hold of your health, right? right. You don't care what they're coding. But no. that I, I'm telling you, that is approximately these poor doctors that are working out in the, in the fee-for-service system right now, 50% of what they think about on a day-to-day -day basis has to do with that instead of that patient that that's right there in front of them. That's oh. just the way the system's set up. And let me tell you, the administrators, uh, they care a lot more about how well you code than the, than the patients do. So it's just part of the business of healthcare, and, and that's why this particular model was, was so uh, promising, and I was so excited to, to get into it after leaving Kansas. So you got here, you're you know, getting um, the practice set up, and you said when we were offline that you just wanted to get back to the doctoring. I did, yes, and it was immediate. As soon as I switched over to this type of practice, you could notice the change immediately in, first of all, just the way it felt. You know, you went back yeah. to enjoying your job. Every single day you were excited to go in instead of dreading, you know, how far behind you were. The paperwork. Oh. And I think what people what doctors really struggle with in the current system is that they don't I think all of that stuff is secondary all the busy work is just kind of a, a symptom of the actual disease and the actual disease is that we don't feel like we can make that impact that impact I was telling sure. you about the whole reason I switched to becoming a doctor was because I wanted to be able to make that same impact that that doctor up in Denver had on my brother. Yeah. And when you're in that system, you just feel like there's too many roadblocks in your way to be able to make that impact. And immediately after switching to this model where it's a membership-based system instead of fee-for-service, yes. you could feel it. You, you were there as the patient's uh, combination of things, guidance counselor, advocate, prof medical professional. Yes. And get them up to where they feel comfortable with taking care of their health as a partner with you in the same endeavor. That is so different than what a lot of people out here are experiencing. It's 180. It's absolutely night and day. And patients who come into this type of model notice it right away, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard for people to d get their mind around the concept of this because there's, you know, we've had decades of the old way at this point. Right. But when they come in and they're actually a member in one of these membership-type models, it's called direct primary care is the official term then they hardly ever leave because the, the same difference that we feel, yeah. they feel too. Well, I knew that the first difference was how much time you can spend with people really listening about what's going on. Absolutely. That, that would be the secret sauce, I think, is, is the time. Because uh, there, there's an old carpentry term. I'm sure you've probably heard this. It's, it's measure twice, cut once, right? Right. And you can stave off so many problems in, in health at the jump if you just have the time to address them. You know, you address that little, little spark before it turns into a raging forest fire. Right. So much more efficient, so much less suffering for the patient, so much less cost to the system. So really doing a bang-up job in primary care, which we have not done in this country for probably five decades, six Absolutely decades at true. this point in time. And that's really one of the two main issues that's 
that is why our healthcare pro- uh, system is so sick. Right. Is is that primary care has really fallen off, um, and that's why you know our life expectancies in this country sadly are going down after they've been going up for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are now decreasing, um, and I think you can lay that at the feet of the problems just kind of inherent to our system sure. and then also the fact that primary care has fallen off. I, I, it makes sense to me. Even the way that we're talking about the... When, when I have conversations with people and they're like, you know, I'm demanding my health care. I'm like, oh, so you want to go to the doctor? No, they're talking about the insurance. Mm-hmm. And that just seems crazy. Hi, that insurance card? Not health care. The health care is the relationship with the doctor, and now um, I heard of a, a certain provider in town, 10, maybe 15 minutes for an appointment. What? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not an expert. I may not even be able to describe to you the right symptom that tells you what's going on in 10 minutes. It really is a problem. People are complex, and it's not just their medical issues that are complex. Their lives are complex. Yeah. And, you know... All of us have been a patient. We all know what it feels like to sit there for an hour and a half and then only get, you know, seven to ten minutes to be able to actually address the problem that we came in for. So access is is vitally important, and and that and the time are probably the two biggest things that make this system, the direct primary care system for primary care, so effective. It's not that we're that better of doctors, although I think we're pretty good. We're we're, we're pretty decent. (laughs) April and I. Um, but it's just that we have so so many fewer roadblocks in our way when it comes to us and our patients and delivering patient care that we don't have to jump over all those hurdles like these poor docs out in the fee-for system sure. do. Um, so that's our whole goal is, we, I mean, if you look broadly, big term, for what our goals are for this, it's not to make a whole bunch of money or anything like that. It's to make it so that patients have a better primary care experience and that the people providing that care, your doctors, nurses, MAs, providing that care, love doing that yes. because then the care is going to be better. Plus, more of our best medical students are going to want to go into primary care if it's not a miserable job. Right. Yes, and, and it's projected that we're going to have tens of thousands uh, short on our primary care physicians by the year 2032. Whoa! Which is a big, big problem with the aging boomer population. So uh, we need to be able to care for those people in the primary care setting. And because right now, you know, the people that can't have access to primary care are still going into the healthcare system. They're just showing up in the ERs and at the hospitals after their problem has gotten so bad right. that now it does you know it, it's emergency care at that point in time right. or or hospital care inpatient right. care so anyway that that's that's why primary care is so important and we need to build that back up from the ground up with our best medical students and then that right there would have such an impact on the healthcare system that we couldn't even believe this there's there's no well functioning healthcare system in the world that doesn't have a solid foundation in primary care absolutely but I think we could do even better. I don't think we should be like, well, I think we could be as good as those other countries that do that. I think if we implemented this type of primary care system, we could have the best healthcare system in the world and it wouldn't even be particularly close. 
Yes, I love that. Guys, Dr. John Digert, this is my kind of doctor. I'd like to take a commercial break here at Rachel's Roundtable. Family Flavors, a slide, World Broadcast Network. If you've become intrigued with the subject matter, feel free to call us at 719-300-7936. Anyway, we're going to catch a little music pay a few of our bills here with a commercial and then we'll be right back and we will talk about this new model at Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care the insurance free alternative for quality health care at cash pay, pay prices I said pray because we've been praying for this y'all seriously make sure to stick and stay through the music and the break and we'll be back with Dr. John Dykert and um, their community engagement director, Sherry Brown, right here, Rachel's Roundtable. Let's slide. Another Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness and suicidal behaviors. Do you need to talk to someone? Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth. When times get tough, anointed because you can always bet on ace pawn and loans to have your back when difficult times attack are you down in your luck well come on down and get the best bang for your buck ace pawn and loans is a family-owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of colorado springs for over 40 years having been nominated and voted the best in colorado springs for four years running ace pawn and loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional Ace Pawn and Loans specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pawn and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you. On Mondays at 10.30 a.m., join me, Rachel Stovall, for Rachel's Round Table, featuring community conversations plus all your favorite soul music from back in the day. Your favorite community advocate will energize you during our Motivation Monday segment. We'll catch you up on the trends and headlines from all around our community and even the country. And we'll introduce you to movers and shakers that you need to know. Everybody wants to jam to, learn from, or join in at Rachel's Roundtable on Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcast Network. Call in at 719-300-7936. What you want? 
you've tuned into Rachel's Roundtable right here at Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcasting Network. And I'm so excited to be talking today with Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. I've got special guest, Dr. John Digert, and I've got Sherry Brown here. And we are talking about just literally, you know, an answer to a problem that so many have had in the community and, you know, to a certain extent may begin to have in the community as some of the things, you know, happening with people switching back and forth with jobs and other things happens. No matter what, you can go to Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care and you can get excellent care because it doesn't run on the current fee-driven model. Yes, y'all. It's not fee-driven? Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just think about it like uh, a Netflix subscription to a primary care facility. So that way, you know, so people who come into our clinic, there's no copay for for seeing the doctor. Hold up. No, copay. Listen, y'all better share this with your friends. You know they want no copay too. Because the, the copay really is put in there by the insurance companies to dissuade people from going to the doctor as frequently as it. Yeah, that, that, that's what that's there for, actually. So what we want to do is eliminate any kind of barrier between you and access to your doctor because okay. that's really important. Right. And, so, you know, some people are like, well, then people are going to be calling you all the time. They're going to... So what? Hit. Exactly. But, I mean, but, but that's not actually what happens. What happens is, is that people may call a lot at first. But once they start feeling comfortable with their care, they get to what we call cruising altitude, and then they're doing just fine, and they just call you when, when they need you. So there are people that are very anxious with their health in the, in the current system that right. we can make feel a lot more confident in their ability to manage their chronic illness or their acute illnesses or the preventive strategies. When they come in, we get a, stri- a plan for all of that stuff, and they are working with us in order to make all that happen yeah it's catered to their individual needs because not every person is the same right um but and when they do that they feel really a lot more confident it's called health confidence are you familiar with that term no they've actually done studies on this uh john lawson and eric coleman is actually a doctor up in denver did a study on uh, health confidence which is actually just pay patient's own subjective scoring. They used a one to five system with one being the least confident and five being the most confident. And and they looked at what would happen if they got people's health confidence scores up. Yeah. And guess what happened? Their health got better. Their health got better. Outcomes were better. Yeah. Cost to the system was lower. Individual cost was lower. And they were much more satisfied with their care. So it's a big deal. Actually, Health Affairs wrote a, it was the the front page of of their magazine, uh, that calling it, this is in 2014, they called health confidence or patient engagement the next miracle drug in healthcare. Wow. Because that really did achieve the quadruple aim, the IHI's quadruple aim. Are you familiar with that at all? No. Which is just, it's um, outcomes, uh, in and then cost to the system, yes. provider satisfaction, so doctors, nurses, MAs, et cetera. And then, let's see, what was the last one? Uh, oh, yeah, satisfaction with individual satisfaction with their care. 
That's just amazing. Mm -hmm. And what's really crazy is that this is the conversation you very rarely have. I talk to people all the time with being a community advocate, and they are anything but satisfied with the health care. They can't get in to see someone. They can't get someone to listen. They can't sometimes get to, you know, the pharmaceuticals that they might need. And then, of course, we have the, some people that they don't want pharmaceuticals. They want something else. They don't feel like they have choices. But this model of primary care that you guys have raised up brings all of that. This is, it really eliminates access barriers. It really does. And it's so affordable. I mean, it's 70 bucks. I spend more on my, my Manny Petty. Girl. We spend $70 on an oil change. We take better care of our cars than we do our health because of the access and the co-pays and the surprise bills. And wait a second. That's the adult price. That's the adult. The children under 18 monthly cost $28? What? Amazing. So for some people sweating it, our insurance, this was at, this was at, at, at my house. My husband was um, a you know, kidney patient. Our insurance, $750 a payday. Mm-hmm. And that was it just It didn't count the co-pays. Um, didn't count the pharmaceutical stuff. It was just absolutely enormous. And, you know, kind of the struggle of life for years Mm -hmm. with making sure. I mean, that's a house payment. Oh, my goodness. Right? The inflation rate for the healthcare system Mm -hmm. has so vastly outpaced the inflation rate for the rest of the economy Mm -hmm. over the last 30 years. And this is no joke that it's it's solely the healthcare system that you could say is responsible for take for stealing 30 years of wage gains for the working class and the middle class Real because true. all of that money is going to healthcare because you just said it your premiums are higher your co-pays are higher your deductibles are higher absolutely and then once you get done paying your in-network deductible you're still responsible for paying your out-of-network deductible which is twice as much absolutely you just start true. over again from scratch but we could kick it all to the curb and come to Pinnacle. <laughs> you could. I love it. You could kick, yes, and, and, and use this for your primary care. And then there are other options that we can use for that financial tool that we were talking sure. about. Uh, instead of the, you know, the day-to-day insurance system through, the, through employers. Um, and then employers can actually take steps to fix their own plans. That's the really exciting thing. Schools have done this. Municipalities have done this. Have you have you heard about that at all? No. Oh, okay. I got to tell you about Pittsburgh school okay, system. Okay. Okay. So first of all, they implemented this type of primary care, this type of easy access, free to them, high quality primary care, because they know that that's going to save downstream right. costs. So th- th- that's one of the main primary things that they did was implement this system. But then... They also went back in and they looked at their contracts that they make for their insurance plan because there's vendor agreements, which is like who processes your claims. There's provider agreements, which is like how much would we pay for this hospitalization or this surgery or that kind of thing. And then there are agreements that um, for for the business owner that uh, rule how you deal with the money that comes into the health care plan, which is basically ruled like a trust. So there's a fiduciary duty there. Okay. So they, what they do is, is they rewrite those contracts so that you can't get gouged by the system. Yeah. And that's kind of the foundation for everything. 
and then they replace bad insurance plans with, with, with much, much better ones. They get rid of uh, kind of these pharmacy middlemen that take, I mean, billions of dollars out of the system every oh. single year. Mm -hmm. So Pittsburgh was smart about what they did. They yeah. All of their teachers and every employee that they had still got just as good of benefits, except they were much better because they had this type of primary care. Exactly, where they could go in as often as they wanted, or they could do a telehealth appointment from the house, or they could, you know, begin to mm -hmm. create plans for their wellness. Text, email, all of that access is available to them, just like it is with us. Just like it is with us. Yeah. The weekends and at night as well. You're texting your provider, not a nurse who doesn't know you from Adam. You're texting your provider. That'd be amazing. I could do that while out of, out of town on a trip, couldn't I? Oh, absolutely. We've had that happen. I've actually got patients from Texas and Kansas that see me uh, when they're in town, but also virtually. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's, there, there are people that, that recognize the value, even not necessarily in the, the close proximal area. Okay. That impact that I was just talking about with that school system. Yeah. You want to hear about that? Yes. They saved enough money. To that, so if you were a new, uh, brand new kindergartner going into the school system, for the course of your K through 12 in the Pittsburgh school system, they saved the equivalent of two billion dollars that would be accessible by all of the resources providing the education to these students K through 12 years. So that's higher teacher salaries, yes, with better benefits. What? Yeah, exactly. Where you? Colorado way. Woo. Okay. Some schools have done this in Colorado. Y'all better come on. <laughs> where y'all at, D2? Where you at, D11? This is a very, very effective uh, system fix for schools. Schools, mm -hmm. municipalities do really well with this because they pr have a pretty low turnover in, in their business rates, and they can save 20 to 40% saving compared to paying more and more every year. Where y'all at, El Paso County? I'm just saying this sounds better than some of these current things. And, you know, you have the insurance for your catastrophic portion, which hopefully you don't get to. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you could do that differently mm -hmm. if your primary care is taken care of. Absolutely, and you're going to need that a lot less often if your primary care is right, because primary care would be the first person you go to. Right. If you're stuck on a Friday night, it's 10 p.m., and, and you've got belly pain, and you don't know whether you need to go to the emergency room because it might be an appendix or not, if you can call your primary care doctor first, they can guide you, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, because sometimes it would save an inappropriate emergency room visit. Right. But if it was something that needed to go to the emergency room, you could have the confidence that knowing that your primary care said, no, 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 this is definitely worth going into the emergency room for. Advocate for the patient and access. So crucial. So, and then that happens. You know, we'll get a call, you know, middle of the night sometimes. And, you know, it's just a question be like, I don't know whether I need to go to the emergency room for this or if this is something I can follow up with you afterwards. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And you want people to be able to have access to emergency uh, services when they need it, but you also want to avoid all of the inappropriate emergency room visits and hospitalizations as much as you can. Sure do, because those copays are no fun, y'all. Mm -mm. Well, that and plus it's just, I mean, the more people that contribute to the cost of the system, the more it's going to cost year to year. So if you can oh. if you can head that up with the pass, if you had that solid primary care foundation, that's going to save so many downstream costs that eventually our premiums start going down. Mm -hmm. And bankruptcy due to health care bills is what number two and yes. two reason in 
You know, it's the number one reason. It's number one. Two thirds out of every bankruptcy is because of healthcare bills, and sixty percent of those people have insurance. Whoa! Yeah, that's a broken system right there. Really broken. Mm-hmm. Sixty percent of medical bankruptcies are are people who have insurance, which was mind-boggling to me. I did I did not think that that was an actual oh. stat, but it is. That is amazing. I was really kind of excited thinking about this in in that context of the money that's saved, of the access that's gained. And um, I'm like, are we doing more in Colorado legislatively, do you think, that will support models like this? That is such a great and timely question, Rachel. <laughs> well, so. I've, I've had some interaction with, um, with, with some entities politically, and I've realized there's some shenanigans happening. So. There's some shenanigans, but they're kind of putting an end to it up there, uh-huh. which is really great to see. How often do you see a bill go through uh, the Colorado Congress and only not get approved by one vote? Everybody else, it was near unanimous, Bill 1285 that just went through, just waiting for the governor's signature, which is actually enforcing the transparency rules that, that the feds put in place back in, into 2020. Mm-hmm. Because in the end of 2020, there was an executive order that hospitals had to be transparent with some of their most common uh, services. Sure. And, and have that posted so that patients could have access to it. Well, that's one thing, but then they also passed the No Surprises Act, which was part of the Consolidated Appropriations Act. Okay. And that gets read of surprise out-of-network bills. So that's like emergency services mostly, ambulance care, uh, flight for life, that type of thing, which was so much price gouging going on there. So those out-of-network surprise bills have been uh, made illegal to do that, uh, enforced by penalty. But also... Health plan advisors, so so health brokers, have to disclose where their money is coming from. Because a lot of some some healthcare brokers are just fantastic. They're absolutely the most important. Absolutely, they're they're so good and they're advocates. And but 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 one bad apple will spoil a bunch. Uh huh. And that's you know the same is true of doctors. The same is true of hospital administration. Almost everybody's good. There's just some people that, you know, you know how it goes. They're doing too much. But these brokers, some of them would be working for both the business owners, supposedly, but also getting kickbacks from the services that they were selling them. So they're kind of double dipping, sort of like being the buyer's and seller's real estate agent. Yeah. You can see how those incentives wouldn't be aligned with the business in that case. And then also the gag order that's been in place for decades between the negotiations, between hospital insurance plans and hospitals has been under a veil of secrecy for decades. Mm-hmm. That has been lifted. Woo! We're going to know everything. going to okay. know everything. Sunlight is a great disinfectant, as they say, right? Absolutely. Yes, and that gives this kind of thing a lot more uh, negotiating power when it comes to, you know, the the provider service agreements that we were talking about earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden those prices are transparent and you can make better deals with hospitals who are giving patients better deals. Absolutely. And competition always improves a market. (coughs) So some of the doctor's offices with the 10-minute visits and other stuff, they're going to tighten up or else y'all going to have all the patients. And really, this model will have all the patients. That's the idea. (laughs) I think I love it. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty exciting. It really is. I was looking through some of the material, and um, I was excited to see labs and procedures 
were included in the membership fee. I almost fell down because, you know, those are extra. And then you go, like, to the, you know, whatever lab that they send you to, and that's some more charges and all the rest of that. Tell, tell the people about that. Right. So point of care labs are all included under the membership. You come and get a, uh, get a urinalysis in there, strep test, all of that's just covered under the membership. EKG we can run, that's covered under the membership as well. Um, when it comes to send-out labs, what we've done is negotiate transparent cash pay prices with LabCorp, with Quest. They've been fantastic business okay. partners on this. So that we can tell you right up front, if you need excess send out lab or extra send out labs, mm -hmm. what is it that you're going to pay instead of getting a bill in the mail, you know, four months later, it's like, oh, okay, I guess I owe $125 for this. But look at these. You can get a year's worth of labs, essentially. So that's a cholesterol panel. Yeah. A uh, uh, metabolic panel. So that checks your kidney function, your liver function, your electrolytes, your glucose. You can sure. get a CBC, which is like your white blood cells, red blood cells, and platelets, so kind of bone marrow function, thyroid testing, all of that, 12 bucks. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, and, and then, you know, anytime you come in for other, it, for anything else, specific things, like we can do a COVID test uh, for both viral uh, antigen and then also antibody. They really do. That's helpful. It is. And, and the labs do this because they have the same overhead problem that we do when it comes to the, like the, the fee for service, when, when the, the way that they have to bill out and get payment from the insurance companies, all that kind of stuff. They have to do the same thing with the labs. So when they get the money just directly from the patient, then they all of a sudden the prices go down and then they can compete with each other just like you were talking right. about. That competition really makes a big difference. Absolutely. And that's why we're able to keep our prices so low. Taking the billing system, the ICD-10 model out of the picture mm -hmm. cuts 40% of our overhead off the top. That is phenomenal. So as we're getting ready to leave this segment, I would like you guys to give contact information to Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care so that folks in the audience can kind of figure out how can they how can they connect with you. Great. Well, thanks for that opportunity. Yeah, so we're located at 218 East Cheyenne Mountain Boulevard, right next to the hatch cover down on the south. Yes! You've been to hatch cover. Yes, I, I have. <laughs> we are next door. It's by Cheyenne Mountain Resort, too. That's so. exactly right. Uh -huh. And then our phone number is 719-465-1579. Our website is pinnacleapc.com for Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. So pinnacleapc.com. And you can sign up to be a member right from the website. So, so easy and just, I got to tell you guys this again, because it was unbelievable to me. Um, an adult, um, 18 to 64, $68. Senior, $65 plus, um, $78. Still awesome, especially for you older folks on fixed incomes. Children under 18, $28. One member and a spouse, <laughs> Yeah, one thirty. That's one thirty. Okay, mm -hmm. um, and then you know, just kind of an understanding. Member and family, one hundred and eighty dollars. Right, and bargain if you have more than two children. Absolutely, yeah. true. And that's true. Like half. So you can have two children. You can have ten. It's still one hundred and eighty. Yeah. Carrying health insurance for my three grandchildren who almost never. Well, there was one who was always at the doctor. You can mm -hmm. imagine the stress with that. But there were two who almost never went to the doctor. $700 a month. Mm -hmm. You know, that stuff is stressful. And here 
is a reliever for that. Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. I love talking about this. We've got one more segment after we go to our commercial, catch a little bit of music. We'll be back right after this break. Let's slide. Let me rock it, let me feel for you Chaka Khan, what you tell me what you wanna do Do you feel for me the way I feel for you Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too And let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm Chaka Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm Chaka I make it more than just a physical dream I wanna rock you, Chaka, baby, cause you make me wanna scream Let me rock it, rock it
And we've been having a great show today at Rachel's Roundtable. I'm your host, Rachel Stovall. My special guest, Dr. John Digert, is here with Sherry Brown. They are with Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. And we have been talking about lots of things. Health, you know, wellness, uh, you know, inequity, you know. But this is... <laughs> like an equity tool that could be used from so many different types of systems, business systems, um, school systems, uh, government systems could do this sort of benefit for their employees. They could save money and pour things into the people where they belong. I'm, I'm telling you, it's like, woo, just plain terrific. I'm glad to have you. So um, what is something that we haven't hit kind of already about advanced primary care that people should know? Well, I think you just keyed upon it. It's just, it's work work smarter, not harder, is kind yeah. of our motto when it comes to this. It's pure primary care can solve a lot of problems if it's done right, we feel like we do it right. And then for, you, you can get other things in place depending on whether you're a individual or whether you're a little tiny business or a small you know around 50 employee business or even great big businesses anybody can use this just because primary care is so universally beneficial for anybody who uses it so that's the key and Sherry was just talking about this during the break that so many people have left their jobs over the past couple of years the great resignation y'all yes the great resignation exactly and it's become harder to retain good employees. And then there's also a bunch of entrepreneurs out there after mm -hmm. they left those jobs that are out doing their own thing, which is great to see. But they can get choked out just like that if they're spending yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars on, on health benefits every single month. Mm -hmm. So this really provides a great way to provide benefits for yourself, your family, your employees at an affordable smart uh, rate and, and, and kind of a more intuitive way of, of doing health care. And we have, as members of our practice, we have a charter school and their employees have signed up with That's us. Awesome. We have a manufacturing plant with a bunch of fantastic people that, that come see us as well. Yeah. Um, they manufacture uh, microchips for computers, which is kind of cool. Okay. And then we've got coffee shops and and uh, what what else do we have? We've got a ton of solopreneurs. We yes, that makes sense. Our community, and we were meeting all these solopreneurs in the community. So we wanted to support our solopreneurs, and they can get the business rates. So the rates that you were reading off earlier. Yes. If you're a solopreneur and you have your own business, you get a special rate. Ooh. You get a discount. That's amazing. And actually have access to health care. Yes. And you could be paying hundreds of dollars for COBRA instead if you're between jobs. Hello. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> please don't talk to me about COBRA. <laughs> I brought up a sore subject there. The, the hood was out. They had the fangs. They were spitting the venom. Yeah. Oh, my God. Venom far. Far. It was just really wild. It is. The offer to us. Oh, you can join us for $3,000 a month. Uh -huh. It was twice as much uh -huh. as we'd been paying for insurance. And that would pay for, what, two years? <laughs> yes. Yes. Three yes. years, yeah. For an, yes. So 
It's a good solution. It really is. It, it, patients are happy with it. The providers are happy with it. Mm-hmm. It's so much more honest and upfront. Because here's the thing. Like, I mean, we don't have, we're not, it's not like we're having you sign a year-long contract. If, right. If you join as a member and you decide that it's not working out for you, which I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe that'll happen sometime. Maybe sometime. I think most people, you, you get them and they're like, woo! But if they did, they, Dancing a jig, they could just leave, you know, and then that's right. on us for, for not providing what they needed. But but most people, you know, first of all, we kind of like most people. So they we enjoy their company and we want them to be healthy and we do what we can to help them with their decisions. And you and give it, them a real appointment time. Exactly. And with having some time. 30 minutes. 30 minutes wow. to an hour and unlimited. Yes. And then you also have access to us for virtual visits. We can do Zoom. We can do, you can, if it's just a question you want answered sometime in the next day or two, just send us an email. All of it's secure. If it's something that you need an answer pretty quickly, we've got text services that are available. Wow. It's to, we want access to be there so that we can be there for our patients. And I this, get that. And I, I love my providers because this is such a new concept that people have a hard time wrapping their head around it. Yeah. So if you're not sure if you want to join, you can call me. I can set you up with a tour. We can do a 15-minute meet and greet with the provider. So you're doing a 15-minute meet and greet. This is the same. You can't even get 15 minutes with the regular doctor. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, not that you guys are irregular, but I'm just saying right. the, the, you know, copay, fee-driven system, they give you less and less time now. It's, it's about, what, average six, seven minutes. By the time that the medical assistant gets done doing their thing, you're left with about six or seven minutes. That's true. Because they take your vitals. They sit you in the office with nobody in it. You sit there wondering when somebody's going to come. And I'm, I'm a little chatty, so. <laughs> but I'm Ruby. You might have six minutes. <laughs> so. It's, this is so amazing. Why don't you give out the contact information one more time? Of course. And we'll just... And thanks for the opportunity jump. again. Yeah. I'm, I'm de- I was delighted to have you. I'm trying to remember. I think I literally found you guys on like LinkedIn or something by accident. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. Y'all know... Those are my peeps. So I actually am one of the founders of of uh, the organization. It was a melding of two organizations. The Colorado Springs Chamber has been around for 30 years, but they recently consolidated with Colorado Springs Black Business Network. And for a long time, the you know public knows this, there wasn't a lot of activity with the Black Chamber. So we started the business network and started doing all these events and, you know, d- hyping up the energy and getting people to connect to one another so they melted and it is so fantastic to see that they have the structure and the solid nature and the teaching of the chamber and now they have the vibrancy and the excitement of the event fun 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 exactly exactly and totally connect with them i mean you would have so many people that would would be rah-rah about Pinnacle. Okay, so back to the contact information. Dr. Oh, Dygert. yes. So our address is 218 East China Mountain Boulevard down in southwest Colorado Springs, right next to the hatch cover in Country Club Corners. 
And then our phone number is 719-465-1579. Our website is pinnacleapc.com for advanced primary care, pinnacleapc.com. Mm -hmm. and, and for those of you who live southeast, this isn't far. This is just a shot across circle, mm -hmm. and you would just jump up onto where you'd go on 115 to the Fort Carson Gate. Come on, y'all. That's not even 15 minutes. Listen, you'll spend more time driving to Pinnacle than you would get with your current doctor. Yeah, I'm clowning. I'm going to keep on clowning <laughs> about it, too. I sure am. We are so glad to have you, and I'm so glad that we were able to discuss this. It's just not every day you see a real market solution to problems that people have that actually builds more equality and access and takes away barriers. I love it. I mean, you guys. We appreciate you having us yeah, Thank you very much. It was a delightful to have you on. All right, so that is it for today's roundtable. I believe that next week we're going to be chatting with some of the folks from Silver Key, talk about kind of what's happening with the seniors in the area. So it's time to go. Thank you for tuning in to Rachel's Roundtable right here at Family Flavors of Slide, World Broadcasting Network. See you next week, Monday morning at 10.30 a.m.
ain't no 